Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And lo and behold, look who I get a chance to talk to. I haven't had him on the show in a while, but he has joined me uh, several times over the years. Always great catching up with Zach Grantz, who's digital host on WQAM these days, content producer on Cratch's Corner. First things first, Zach. Zach, how you been? How's the family? How's the weather down there, Mr. Krantz? I need to just catch up with you in general before we talk about what the hell's happening with your football team. No, Jody, it was it was awesome to get the text yesterday to come join you today. I'm very happy to talk with you. It's been a long time. Happy holidays to you and your family. My family's good. Everyone's okay. Everything is good. And yeah, it's a brisk like 70 degrees down here in Miami today. I got the, I got the jacket on today. My kid looks like he, when I dropped him off at school, my wife dressed him like we live in the Colorado mountains and we're going snowboarding later. That's how he's dressed. But that's yeah. how we do it in South Florida. It gets under yeah. 72. It's time to, to bury up for the cold. That's it. Tell, tell your son he's got issues with me because th- this morning we had massive rain here in the Northeast yesterday. Right. And I went out this morning to walk the dog. Slipped on the ice. That's right, the oh. ice. We have actual cold here. Not, oh, my God, it's 72. I better get a coat. Stop it. Stop it. Don't even go. Tell your son not to go there. All right. Uh, again, before the Dolphins, Kratz's Corner. How yep. much of this is an homage to Kiner's Corner? Ooh, you know what? I'm gonna have to. I have to pay my respects where they're where they're due, right? They have to go spelled with a K because Ralph did, right. and I'm seeing you are. So Listen, if this is corner number two, it better be damn good after Ralph. You know it's gonna be good. I'll take the second in the corner uh, standings, and that's plenty fine with me. First place is a Hall of Famer, so I'm good yes. there. Uh, yeah, this uh, Francis Corner was born during the pandemic. When we were all stuck, and uh, for about 14 months, I did the radio show from my house. Mm-hmm. I got bored uh, during the day sometimes, so all of a sudden I started doing some interviews on the side, and it's grown into this where I no longer have the 3.30 a.m. wake-ups for morning drive. I am <laughs> living on Francis Corner, doing interviews, and hanging out with Jody Mack. What could be better than this? Hey, it scores points with me. I love it. All right, uh, your Dolphins last night. Three touchdowns. Hey, they got three touchdowns, one of which was a defensive score, a pick six, which a defensive lineman rumbled in from four yards out. And the other two touchdowns, here, please take them on a silver platter, turnovers inside the 10-yard line. So it was more the the Titans trying to hand you the ability to score than the Dolphins' own ability to score. Uh, six weeks ago, we were calling them the greatest offense since the greatest show on turf with the Rams back in the mm-hmm. Kurt Warner days. Where'd that offense go? 
I don't know. I, I, I could read you a million different things last night. With four minutes left in the game, they had a 99.7% chance to win. Per True Media Sports, Tennessee is the only team this century to overcome a, a, at least a 14-point deficit in the final three minutes of a game and win a regulation. You name what went wrong, and it went wrong last night for the Dolphins, whether it was offensively, defensively, or special teams. And this was the first game this season that Tua did not throw a touchdown pass. So I don't know if you're going to blame that on the Miami's offense and play calling or how good Tennessee's defense was, the scheme. I don't know. But I will tell you this, after watching all the games this season and seeing where this team is now at 9-4, and four, sitting at 9-3 and three before this game started, I loved what that offense looked like with Tyreek Hill. And when he went out last night, it was a totally different offense, the play calling, everything in general. Tyreek Hill is the MVP on this Dolphins team no matter what. I don't care what anyone says. I know quarterbacks are the most important position in the NFL and maybe in sports. I get it. The most important person – on this Dolphins offense is Tyreek Hill, and if he's not at 100% and out there, you saw last night for a little while what it could look like. And they have good players. It's not like it's Tyreek Hill and a bunch of scrubs. Jalen Waddell is no scrub. Mostert's no scrub. Eight-chan's no scrub. They don't have – the offensive line last night was beat up. They lost Connor Williams, their center, probably for the season. Teron Armstead only plays about six or seven games a year. We get that. Robert Hunt, the right guard, was out. There were times last night where they were playing with basically – the four, five, six, seven, and eight guys on the offensive line on that depth chart. And it showed also, especially at the end of the game, when Tua couldn't even get the ball off on that fourth down and the game was over. I hate when fans, teams, anybody involved uh, in explaining a step back in performance go, well, it's because we're hurt. It's because we have injured. You play a very violent game. All right, it might not be as violent as when Zach and I were growing up, but it's still a pretty damn violent game. Uh, injuries are going to happen. You have to learn how to deal with them. To be dismissive of it and say you can't use it all is as foolish as it could be. You know it's somewhere in the middle. The next man up theory. Dolphins, yes, down three offensive linemen last night. Did the general manager not do a good enough job at having at least competent, uh, not a massive drop-off backups to be able to step in if your guys go down? And as you noted, a guy like, uh, Armstrong, he, he's it's got a history of injuries and the like. Is this Dolphin backup offensive line now partially starting offensive line not good enough, and how big an issue is it going to be going forward? Well, I think that if Robert Hunt comes back eventually at right guard, you're a little bit settled there now on the right side. Uh, Eichenberg's going to have to move to center, I'm assuming, especially if Connor Williams is done for the year. Robert Jones came in for a little while. I would just think at this point, if Teron Armstead could play on Sundays, let him sit home all week long. Don't even bring him to the facility if you don't need – just in case he trips over anything. I don't care what it is. Because when Toronto sits out there, the offensive line looks different. But like you said, it should be next man up mentality. The Dolphins just have an, an average offensive line in the, for their backups, if not below average. And you saw it last night. I mean, this team just looked different last night. I don't know what changed in the play calling when Tyreek went out. I don't know how much they limited everything, but you really shouldn't have to limit uh, when a guy goes down, like you said. If it's the next man up mentality, Jalen Waddell, Cedric Wilson Jr., whoever the case might be out there at wide receiver, you got to roll with it. But, man, they just look different. And, and like I said, Tennessee, and you said it, Tennessee at the end of that game literally tried. It's like they played a really tough game, and then they said, okay, 
we're done. Thanks for having us here. Here's the game back. Take it. Take the W. We'll see you next year. And it wasn't. And the Dolphins just couldn't do anything with it. They could not do anything with it. Tennis. Will Levis had his coming out party last night on Monday Night Football. He should probably be the, the quarterback of the future for this team if they want to go in that direction. But it's not like Derrick Henry had 200 yards rushing. It's, you know, DeAndre Hopkins had 124 yards. That's fine. But there's no one on this team that really just dominated the Dolphins. And the Tennessee special teams was one of the worst I've ever seen. They literally tried to hand the game back mm-hmm. to the Dolphins a couple different times. And it's really sad to think that the Dolphins should have won that game, went into the locker room, talked to the media and said, listen, we didn't have our best outing, but we did get the W because that's what good teams do. Good teams can overcome that at the end. Last night, the Dolphins couldn't. And here it goes again with the narrative. But forget the Dolphins can't beat a good team. The Dolphins can't win a big game. This was Monday night football. Got to win this game in front of the national crowd. They couldn't do it. And it was at home, too, where this team was 5-0 and before last night. And if you don't think that Zach is making sense when he talks about uh, go with kid gloves with Terran Armstead because if he's out there, it just looks like a different offensive line. Ask the San Francisco 49ers. Trent right. Williams goes down for three weeks. They lose three straight games. Trent right. Williams comes back. They look like the best offense above and beyond what Miami looked earlier in the season. So when you're talking about that high level of player, I know he's only one of five, but he's your left tackle, most important position. Right. It can make a world of difference. And, yeah, they got to get Armstead up to speed and, and however Jody, they go they about doing that. But they knew that. But when they signed him, they knew it coming from New Orleans that you're probably not going to get – you're obviously not going to get 16 or 17 games out of the guy – but you might get 12 max. So they kind of knew that at that point, so they knew they had to have a little bit of a backup plan. They had a couple of guys in the offensive line that could switch positions if need be, which is good. You have to have, you have to kind of groom them like that. But when he's not out there, when Robert Hunt, the, other, the, the really good uh, right guard, is not out there, like you're, you're bleak. You're bleak on that old line. And then you have maybe, I think by pro football focus, if anyone re- reads into that stuff, you have the number one center in the league. Uh, ranked by, you know, by pro football focus or one of the top three guys, he goes down. Jody, this offensive line, this offensive line last night looked like the worst they played all season long. My problem with it is what are we going to see going forward? Because next week you got the Jets, and then you got three weeks in a row where it's heavy hitter, heavy hitter, heavy hitter with Dallas at Baltimore and then at home in week 18 which is now my nightmare scenario. The Buffalo Bills in Week 18 need a win to get in the playoffs. The Dolphins need that win to win the AFC East and maybe the AFC at that point if they win out, which is not going to be easy. And all of a sudden, Buffalo wins Week 18, and then you play them again in the wild card round. It's a nightmare scenario for Dolphins fans at this point, and the Dolphins in general. No one in that Dolphins facility will say that, but I'll say it for them. Uh, You every right to say it, and – I'm not sure it will play that way, but it could. So you have to at least consider it. Um, The mystique of Mike Daniel and NFL media and fans, I'm not going to give the fans a free pass, but NFL media, both uh, locally, nationally, uh, and the like, can build the guy up pretty damn fast. Uh, Mike McDaniel's still waiting for that first playoff win as a head coach, but some people have made him the offensive genius and guru of the entire league and the overall results just don't merit it, but that's what we do. We, 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 we hoist guys up and put them on pedestals probably quicker than they deserve. How much is the mystique of Mike Daniels coming back down now with the fact that this Dolphin offense is leveled off, even uh, acknowledging that they're dealing with some injuries? 
Well, I mean, that's that's Coach Mike right there. Like you said in a nutshell, we he has done a really good job since he's been here. He's turned the entire team and culture and everything around. He's turned the offense into a juggernaut at times. And then all of a sudden, like last year, when they went out west and they played the 49ers and the Chargers in two straight weeks, and it looked like at that point that his offense was figured out a little bit, they, dro- they pulled the safety up a little, they dropped the linebacker back a little bit, that little gap in the middle that they were hitting Tyreek and Waddle on last year was kind of gone. They came back this year with more emphasis on the run game. They've done a pretty good job. I think Mostert's got like 18 touchdowns this year running the ball, and he's having a great season. But let me tell you, when they're off, they're off. And when two is not protected and doesn't have time, he was sacked five times last night. He looks off. The offense looks off. I just can't believe how much different. And maybe I just didn't think about it because we haven't we haven't had an, uh, an offensive kind of game or, or two with Tyree kind of fully out of the lineup. Maybe missing plays is one thing or missing a half is another. But when he's out, everyone's defense can change against this Miami team. And that's a little bit scary when you go towards the playoffs because all these other teams are going to have much better defenses than Tennessee. And Tennessee kind of showed a blueprint last night of how to carve this team up a little bit when Tyreek's not in there. Now, when Tyreek's in there, it's a totally different story. I don't think Tyreek's going to miss any time. Hopefully not. Um, but the offensive line, like we've talked about, is banged up. So Mike's got, to, Mike's got to make some changes here, and it's going to be pretty big because the last thing you want is to be 9-3 and three going into last night, lose last night, now you're 9-4. and four. Expectations are very high for this Miami Dolphins team down here right now, and all of a sudden get to that wild card and not win a playoff game. Jody, they haven't won a playoff game since 2000. They've been to the playoffs a couple times, but they haven't won a game in what will be, at this point, 24 years when they get to the playoffs this year. Kind of important. I hear what you're saying. All right, here's one that you can answer as a guy who watches every snap of every game. Uh, watch him from afar. I catch a lot of Dolphin action, but surely not every snap and don't watch the re-air thereafter. I've watched a lot of football teams that I have watched every single snap. And the offense and the defense react to each other. It's almost like they're tied together. When the offense steps up, the defense might lighten up a little bit because they know they've got a lead and they play a little bit softer and they don't worry about it. But when the offense comes up short, the defense really cracks down and plays that much more aggressive and makes the big play that they need. Doesn't happen with all teams. I would say it happens with less teams. But sometimes the offense and defensives counterbalance each other. The, The Dolphins have that this year. In the beginning of the season, I would say no. I think the defense was catching up to the offense, and now I think the defense in the last couple of weeks has played a lot better outside of last night. Um, yes, I do think there are times when the Miami defense can step up and be the alpha on this team because Vic Fangio finally had his guys back for a while. Losing Jalen Phillips hurts this team. Uh, you could tell last night they only had one sack. Uh, I think they only had they had eight QB hits, on, you know, so that, that's good. They got to the quarterback a little bit, but – not when they needed to. They need to have more than one sack, especially when the other team's getting five at this point. Um, Xavier Howard, to me, took a little bit of a step back as the number two cornerback. Jalen Ramsey, obviously, the number one guy here. Defensive line has played pretty well, but I think they need to step it up a little bit more when they do see the offense kind of struggling. Because when the offense is on fire, like you said, the defense could take a little bit of a step back. They could play a little bit more preventative. They don't have to play so so up on top on the, you know, on the offense on the other side, I just look at the complete team in general. 
And I think at this point, the defense might be a little bit more ahead of the offense. As crazy as that to say that this offense put up 70 points less than 10 weeks ago. But I do think the defense is a little bit ahead right now, which is a little scary to me because you want your defense to be good, especially when you get to the playoffs. But the team is built on that offense. It's, it's built on scoring 30-plus points a game or 28-plus points a game. And when they're struggling to do that, when offensively last night they don't have touchdowns until the fourth quarter, when Zach Sealer has your only touchdown in the first half on an interception from five or six yards out against a Tennessee team that really shouldn't have been in the game, it's a little scary to, to think about what this offense is going to be like against really good defenses coming up, including the Dallas Cowboys, including the Baltimore Ravens, and the Buffalo Bills, and, by the way, New York Jets, have a pretty good defense by themselves when they want to come out and play. So the next four weeks are going to be really, really key for Mike McDaniel. You can't end the season on a bad couple, you know, two or three game losing streak if you want to get into the playoffs and win some in the playoffs. So this next week against the Jets, as much as it's well, the Jets are the Jets. You got to win this game. And I think the defense and offense needs to come out and really, really shine together. Special teams, obviously, you want to be just fine and, and no mistakes. But if this defense doesn't come out next week and shut down Zach Wilson and the offense doesn't come out and score two or three touchdowns, I think a lot of people down here are going to be kind of doubting the Dolphins a little bit more, even with a 9-4 record right now. All right, last question, Zach, and I need you to confirm a rumor for me. Confirm or deny a rumor. Uh, and a little birdie told me this, that at one point earlier this year, you attempted to go with the Jimmy Butler 2023 hair look. And your wife got a peek at it and said, you are not leaving the house looking like that. That despite the fact that you were intrigued by Jimmy Butler's yeah. new hairdo, that uh, Zach Kranz made an attempt to uh, jump on that uh, bandwagon, and it was an epic I, failure. Confirm or I deny? I can't believe it came out. Well, I'm going to have to confirm this rumor because I can't believe it came out. <laughs> but I'll come out and say it. I did try to do the emo look earlier. I was at Heat Media Day when Jimmy came out, and the next day I tried it. Unfortunately, I have a uh, little, uh, I guess you could say like meteor, uh, you know, it looks like a meteor hit the middle of my hair in the back of my head, uh, just like my father and my grandfather had. So I'm kind of stuck with that. So it doesn't look that great when you look from the from the back or the sides, but from the front, man, I look like a stud when I got that hair done. Hey, hey, at least you got some to play with. Some of us don't even have that option. <laughs> we would have to go full-out wig if we wanted to try yeah, on yep. Jimmy Butler. So I appreciate the effort on your part and your attempt to follow up on my very bad joke. Uh, <laughs> Zach, always good to catch up, brother. Thank you very much for doing it today. Jody, anytime you need me, I'm here for you. Thanks for having me on. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot take. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.